Psalm 89, verses 19 through 37. Of old, you spoke in a vision to your godly one and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David, my servant. With my holy oil, I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers, and he shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever and his throne as the days of the heavens. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon, it shall be established forever, a faithful witness in the skies. Selah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Billy Bean, back in the chair. Let's go. Back in the ODR chair. So we're continuing through Psalm 89 as, you know, we're kind of doing some of these exile psalms while our church uh, on Sundays, we're going through the book of Habakkuk. So exile is a big theme for us right now. And what's unique about Psalm 89 that we talked about yesterday is it doesn't really seem or feel like a exile psalm or a psalm of lamentation just yet. Well, tomorrow it's gonna it's gonna take a little turn. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. so yesterday's reading was very you know uplifting. Verse one: I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. You know, a lot of these sort of phrases we would like see at Hobby Lobby on wooden signs, <laughs> um, yep. on shiplap. And then today uh, is all about you know this figure, this David figure, and um, you know sort of this everlasting reign and strength and throne that God will establish. Um, And then we see, you know, sort of this mark of the old covenant where what does this all hinge on? Um, You know, verse 31, 32, 33, if they violate my statutes and don't keep my commandments, then I'll remove from him. uh, Sorry. Then I'll punish their transgression with a rod and their iniquity with stripes. And so, you know, this is all kind of setting the stage for where Israel is in the moment, which is in 38, which we'll get to tomorrow, this, this place of exile. But Billy, you just read um, 19 through 37 for us. So what are your thoughts on what you just read? Yeah, well, I mean, I really, I just, I really enjoy this Psalm. There's kind of these three distinct sections. Like you said, the first the first section verses one through 18 is really just kind of like uh, the psalmist talking about kind of who God is. Yeah. Like, this is who God is. This is a hymn of praise. 
then we kind of transition into this section of like, really like not necessarily who God is, but what did, what did God say? He, what does he do? What is, who, what does God say that he will do? What are the promises that he made? And it's sort of like the psalmist is just remembering what God said that he did, he would do. He remembers Mm -hmm. his promises that he made to the house of David. And this Psalm brings me back to, um, really the, the Davidic covenant being sort of declared through the prophet Nathan in, in second Samuel seven, it's almost like recounting what, uh, what, what Nathan, the prophet says in second Samuel seven, that, that David would be this King, uh, and his kingship, his kingdom would reign mm-hmm. over the whole earth and that this throne would last forever. So it's really just recounting these promises. Like this is what God said, uh, he would do. Um, but it's, but the context is exile, it's devastation. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's reminding the people, this is what God said he would do, but the people, you know, the audience, they're probably like, well, this isn't really being done. Like these promises, yeah, yeah. these promises seem completely void. And so really at this point in the Psalm, I, I imagine the, you know, the, the, the audience, the, the Israelites maybe hearing this, um, and, and kind of wrestling with these two kind of seemingly contradictory realities of like, this is who God is and this is what he said he would do. But like what we're seeing right now at present is none of that. Mm. And so kind of how do we hold those two things together? I'm imagining the Israelites asking that question. Absolutely. You know, another Psalm that is kind of harmonious with this is Psalm 77, a Psalm of Asaph. Um, And it's a great uh, Psalm of lament. You know, the, the Psalmist is, kind of working through some similar emotions and verses uh, seven through nine are really, really powerful and just gutturally honest. It says, will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has a steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all of time? Mm. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Mm. That's an amazing, like just, powerful line has god forgotten to be gracious has he in his anger shut up his compassion but verse 10 which i think instructs us you know verse 7 through 9 kind of validates these questions that we encounter throughout hard times in life and verse 10 really instructs us how to respond then i said i will appeal to this to the years of the right hand of the most high i'll remember the deeds of the lord yes i'll remember your wonders of old. And I think that that is the spirit that we see here in this Psalm. The Psalmist is, is kind of looking back to this mm-hmm. Davidic covenant right. and this promise of a King. And, you know, it, it really is like, if, if you put yourself in the shoes of this Psalmist, you're in exile, you know, Israel has lost all glory and acclaim and everything. And there, there's no majesty. There's no reign of significance. And yet there's this Davidic covenant, you know, that, that there will be someone on the throne of David for all of time, Mm. you know, bringing righteousness and justice through Israel to all the earth. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that that's absolutely what we see here. And it points us forward, you know, now as people of the new covenant, like you and I, we can look back and and we see the face of Jesus like all over this. And, And not only that, the wonder that Christ fulfills this, but that he, he fulfills it. And then he welcomes us into this covenant as co-heirs, you know, that, that we are actually brought in not only as, you know, ransomed prisoners, 
but we have been made co-rulers with Christ, which is uh, a shocking sort of identity to yeah. be given to us. So I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that. Well, I mean, I think just this, um, and, and we've talked about this before on, on ODR, um, but just this, uh, sort of this, this ministry of reminding, um, not only that we need to kind of that personal reminding ourselves of the promises of God, what he's done, what he's accomplished through his redemption in Christ, constantly going back to these truths over and over again, that we know that we know to be true. Um, Mm -hmm. in this particular passage, I mean, it's kind of an example of what the people of Israel who don't have the complete picture that we have today, Mm -hmm. um, going back. I mean, the psalmist here is going back to, um, to, to the promises of God. And he's, you know, he's kind of modeling for the people of God. And I think this is instructive for us today. You know, when we're in these moments of, of devastation, when we're Mm -hmm. in these moments of, of trial, we don't see where God is like, how could he do this? You know, what about the problem of evil? All these big questions, where is God? Are his promises true? Um, well, the psalmist is kind of modeling for us what, what the people of God do. They go back to his promises. They remind themselves of, of what God said he would do. And for us on this side of the cross, we have a more complete picture of like what he actually did do for us. Like we go back to the cross, right? Mm-hmm. We go back to the cross where this Davidic throne was actually proven to be everlasting, was actually shown to be everlasting through yeah. this death and resurrection of, of a better David. And so we, we go back to the word. We mm-hmm. go back to reminding ourselves of what he's done. And we get to do that more vividly at the cross. Mm. You know, it, I totally agree. And kind of closing on that thought, uh, uh, Romans 8 came to mind, uh, verse 29. Um, it says, those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brothers. You know, mm. brothers, that term Adelphos in Greek is kind of referring to men and women. It's like the household of faith. And that really is an amazing, like we, we regularly kind of use this language of Christ as King and Redeemer, which is very, very fitting. But, you know, we, we shouldn't neglect to remember that, um, not only have we been ransomed and redeemed, but we've been made brothers and sisters with Jesus. So we've been kind of welcomed into this covenant as co-heirs of, you know, the, the inheritance that he has earned it's amazing it is amazing yeah so a great word and tomorrow we're gonna get into the bluesy part of psalm 89 uh, which i'm looking forward to so for billy bean the bean dog this is will carlisle and we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.